Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North, and today I'm going to talk about the Thomas Susek red card and the whole VAR problem that we're having right now. It's funny, VAR is a topic that it's kind of like a can of worms. I mean, you could go on and on and on about it, but the other problem is it's so ever-present and consistent in presenting more data to, to have a problem with it or really to make you feel a little bit discouraged about where things are going because the improvements are way too slow uh, and we're still seeing boneheaded decisions that should have been should have never even been things we were dealing with with VAR. So I, I, it's a tough it's a tough subject to talk about because like I said it, 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 you can go on for days and every week I find a new decision that bothers me and bothers a lot of people and it's the hard thing is how to address this in a way that doesn't just feel like a rant that goes in every single direction possible so i'm trying today to give something a little more structured with a few simple ideas that just a small little case study on what happened here and what's going on with vir so first of all my opinion not a red card it was not violent conduct which is what would require that to be a red uh, you could tell very, very, very easily from multiple replays that this was just a clear accident, right? Which obviously means it was not violent. So the important thing we've all we all know, you look at context, right? You see Thomas Susek pulling his arm up to try and move his body to change his angle to get around Mitrovic's other side. He accidentally clips him, and before he even reacts to anything, he immediately goes to apologize. Right, immediately. And you see, if you see that, you know that this was not a violent act, that it was an accident. You know that right away. If you're looking at the way humans are, that's what you would see immediately. The other thing to look at is the players around, right? We see when a tackle is bad, how players will immediately rush and get to the referee and be like, we want a yellow card. We want a red or something like that. When a tackle is just accidental or it's just a tad late, you don't see other players complaining. If you see an elbow in the face, players will absolutely come and rush to the attention of the referee. No one did in this scenario. Everyone was just kind of like, oh, bummer, accident. And after about a minute, all of a sudden it turns into a VAR thing. The referee, Mike Dean, goes to have a look. And after 20 replays... And still images, he decides, yep, and comes out and gives the red card. Now, on the feed that I was watching, this is on uh, NBCSN in the United States, Graham Lasso was the co-commentator, and he immediately was like, why is this, why are they taking any time on this? This was an accident. It was very clearly an accident. Just move on. It's the end of the game. Just let it go. I mean, there was literally one or one minute left less in the in the game. And they inserted themselves in the situation, made something up, and now 90% of the people disagree with it. Maybe more. I don't know. And I'm not actually sure what the percentages of people who do or don't. Um, but here's just an example. Imagine you're in a subway or on an airplane or some kind of tight you know, space, public transport of some sort, and you maybe pull your bag over your shoulder and accidentally elbow someone in the face. Okay. Now, they could see that as an accident and let it go and accept your apology. Or maybe someone in the car goes, oh, 
They just elbowed them in the face. And they call the police saying that they witnessed you assaulting somebody. That is kind of just what happened. Obviously, it's not as severe. But this is the problem is that's someone using a law, elbow in the face. That person elbowed someone in the face. That is assault. Well, no, it wasn't because it was an accident because you're just dragging your bag over your shoulder. But it all depends on how you decide to either see context or just ignore it entirely. And this was an instance where they ignored it entirely. Um, You know, I just think that when we look at the quotes, what the managers of both West Ham and Fulham, Scott Parker and David Moyes, what they both said, it tells you a lot about where managers feel the game is going, where they feel it's at, and what their concerns are. So have a listen. It looked harsh, didn't it? I mean, the, the game's becoming very sterile now. What once used to be a contact sport is, is probably no longer. I don't know. It's only probably a matter of time before no shin pads are being worn in, in the game. And, um, but in the, current, in the current game, it probably is a sending off, yeah. So Scott Parker's quotes, man, those, they have this doomsday football feel to them. Like, it's all going down. David Moyes, that was a, this was a fun one to hear. MD who knows who didn't recognise that as an accidental push-off from Thomas Suchek. And that's the worry, because I think the boys who are doing it, I think they're good referees. And they're making these decisions. Why would they, why would they, why would they have even taken it to VAR? Why would VAR have just said, no, there was nothing in it, accidental, just got on with it? Everyone's just said it's just the nudge out of the way. It's just, it's so typical in this game. But um, they did have a look at it a number of times. Do you worry they're almost given too long to look at it? No, but you're talking about it to me. So you're, you're enjoying that more than the football. You're talking to me more about an incident which was completely wrong rather than football. And I'm looking at that and saying, is, is this what you people really want? Us talking about referees' incidents? No, I mean, we're not enjoying it. We're... As you know, the feeling... Correct. We're not enjoying it either. No. It's, do you think it's killing the game? Are you hearing that from the players in the dressing room now? Look, they don't we, understand we want, it? We want a good, we want a good stand-up game. I think these referees are far better than the decisions they're given. I really do. So why... why I don't want to get you in trouble. But what's the concern from you right. then? So don't ask me anymore yeah. because thank that's, you very that's much. probably enough. Um, okay. Thank you thank very you. much. Yikes. So look, what can we do? I mean... For one, we have to remember why we watch football. We, 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 we don't watch this game to make sure we see some pure, sterile, litigated process that everything is exactly right. There are no unfortunate surprises, right? It's just the game. It's nice and clean. No one gets away with anything they shouldn't. No one gets hurt, and we're all okay. Like That's not why we watch this game. that's not why people play this game. We don't want a sterile environment. Scott Parker's word for it, I thought was really, really good. And so since we know that the game is supposed to be entertaining and dramatic, I mean, it, it already is. The football already is. We don't need these officials to come in and add to provide an extra layer of drama. That is not what this was all for. And we all know that. So we as supporters, we need to be able to demand what we see. And I think one of the problem is, so like when, when VAR was introduced, um, 
and we didn't before VAR was introduced and we didn't have it, there were always horrible mistakes and decisions. And we would argue about things that were tight all the time. Now we're still arguing on a lot of those tight things, but we're also arguing about clear and obvious mistakes, which is what we wanted to not do. We wanted to be able to have those one or two angles or one or two replays in order to see something that was egregiously wrong. That's what clear and obvious, that's the whole point of that thing is the clear and obvious mistake by the referees. Now, so many VAR decisions have to be taken three minutes, take three minutes of time over 20 replays. And their whole thing is the biggest concern is that the technology was brought in to get things right. But it was also a concern that it would come in and slow the game down. So it's as if the officials have completely forgotten that part of it, that we don't want the game to slow down. We want it to keep moving. And look, my hope has always been that when fans are in the stadiums, they'll actually go and make it clear they're discontent for this kind of thing. Because waiting three, four minutes for a decision is is really frustrating. But then there's another problem. There's fans that welcome VAR when it's going to go their way. I think we can remember some games where you know, all of a sudden something is stopped and there's this possible penalty check. And all the fans who have no idea where this is coming from, the fans who are potentially going to benefit from this, they're all chanting VAR, VAR. And it's like, yes, we want it to get the right decisions. But if you're just going to criticize it when it goes against you as a team or a manager, and you're going to say that it was a right decision when it went in your favor or that, well, that's just the way the game is nowadays, I think that's unfortunate. So I actually give Scott Parker credit for basically saying, look, I mean, that's essentially what's going on right now. It's where the game is. I mean, you know, what can we do? And David Moyes, I think, had exactly the right uh, stance that he took in terms of the loser, right? But I think the winners need to come out in defense a lot more often and and um, and a little more harshly because or else this is always going to be looked at as, well, it, it the decision was right and it's just unfortunate who it benefited or not. No, we want this to be actually correct and we want the game to not be sterilized and we want it to keep moving. Um, it won't really get fixed until People criticize it like that and, and and really dissect what we need to do to make it better, right? Uh, here's a clip by Craig Burley talking about what might make it better. An interesting thing he has to say about ex-players getting involved because they love to chime in about ex-players needing to be involved. Uh, it's not VAR for the VAR naysayers. It's the people that are making the judgment calls. And for the second week in a row, Mike Dean is, has, is, is probably going to have a, a decision overturned again and, and, and some more custard pie launched in his face, and he deserves it. And he's not the only one, but the problem here is is the referees, and, and the majority of them, do, do not understand the nuances of the game. They understand the laws of the game, but they don't understand the nuances of the game. And I've seen some some um, some comments about getting ex-players in there to help, but... The problem is that won't work either because we've, we've already seen a, a, a huge bulk of ex-players in the media who are nothing more than club ambassadors. And so that, that that's not going to work from an objective point of view. The officials are just going to have to be better at what they do. We, we can't stick ex-players, the 99% of them, we can't stick in a booth to aid in a better referee because the bulk of the people in the job that we are doing are not objective. They're not, right? They'll tell you they are, but they're not. 
and and that's the downside of trying to get some ex-players in. Other than that, the officials, Daniel, are just going to have to get better. But but I wouldn't hold my breath because some of these decisions and the Suchet one, who was clearly just trying to get his arm out of the way, because you don't elbow somebody vertically, you elbow somebody coming across the way, not coming up the way. It, it just doesn't make sense. So I think one of the things as well about VAR and getting decisions right, we want it to move on, right? We don't want these things to drag on and on and on. And we want the referees to actually be good at what they're doing. So there needs to be a combination. That, that there, there's, no, there's no doubt that the technology needs to be used correctly by officials who are doing the right things. And they also need a very clear philosophy, in my opinion. You need, and move on to me is exactly the slogan they should have in order to create that core value set. What do we do? What's the point? Why are we getting involved in this decision? They should be thought of as, the move on should be thought of as a way to reduce needless stoppages, keep the game going, but also keep the conversation about controversy as low as possible. Because we get into vortexes and just loops of vitriol and and just complaining when there's controversy. And what we want is that to be reduced. So refs have always been taught not to be at the center of attention. And VAR right now is currently placing itself and the officials right at the center of attention, slowing the game down. They're on a futile hunt for the absolute right decision, and yet they're still getting some of them wrong. It's as if they think that they're not making any mistakes, right? Um, and they're padding their stats by pointing at the laws and saying, look, that you know, there was contact and so the referee, you know, was right to make it. That wasn't a clear and obvious error. So VAR was correct in that, in that situation. They will chalk up this Thomas Susek red card as a correct, as a correct use of VAR. They will say that VAR did the right thing in that situation. The referee made his choice. And even if it gets overturned, VAR won't take the statistical hit for that. Maybe Mike Dean will, but VAR doesn't, right? And this is where VAR, as a machine entity thing, even though it's managed by people, is getting a constant pass for pointing referees in the wrong direction and getting them to go and get started and involved in things that don't make any sense. And I think what we also have to look at is how do these decisions make us feel? How do they make the refs feel? I don't really know. Maybe refs, it's good that they don't think too much about how it feels to them, but they do have to think about context. For us as supporters and watchers and consumers of the game, and then the players and the managers, how it feels matters. I mean, this is a sport. It's it's entertainment. It's fun. We we don't want lawyers and CCTV running the game. That's essentially what we've done. We've brought those people in, and now they're doing everything that they can to make sure they get the everything right and 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 show that they belong and that they, and that they matter. I guess I don't know. the The problem is when you have these decisions. And people have no idea, and people people have no idea why they're made that way, and why the decisions aren't being thought of in terms of context. It just drives people crazy. Here's Frank LaBeouf talking about that incident. You know, when you're a referee, I think the psychology is part of your job. And uh, Mike Dean showed in two games that uh, it's not part of his baggage, um, uh, luggage. Maybe you would say. Uh, 
last week, uh, Southampton were losing 6 or 7 nil, and he gave a, a penalty for Manchester United where uh, Martial fell before being touched by Benarek, and then he gave the penalty and the red card to Benarek, who really didn't deserve it. Uh, and now he does that. It's the 93rd minute, 94th minute of the game, uh, um, and there is nothing much to play anymore. And, uh, and you see that, well, obviously, you never played football because you would understand that the guys just tried to get out of the situation and the marking of Mitrovic, that it's just accidental. He doesn't get it. He will never get it. He's, I'm sorry, a bad referee. So, look, I, I just want everyone to keep this in mind. In our present day, in our present culture, we all know about cancel culture. We all know about all these purity tests that people are placing that you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to measure people on in this way and litigate every single thing and go after every tiny little mistake whether or not it exists and not look at context right we i think the exact same thing happened with the Edinson Cavani affair <laughs> that whole entire ban the ban that he got for say for his Instagram post literally saying thank you to a friend of his addressing his friend by his the name his friend goes by Negrito, and then being banned for three games, that that was a complete lack of looking at context. And we're seeing it with all of these decisions right now. And look, for me, the concerning thing is when I watch games with people, they definitely are very okay with the referees making certain decisions that, yeah, they, they work. They're okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But we have to also remember where this is going. I mean, VAR doesn't exist at any of the levels in the game aside from the top level. So the game stays the same from grassroots all the way up to professional. And then, bang, you break the ceiling to VAR level. And literally, the game changes. It completely changes because rules are – everything is being looked at with such a fine-tooth comb. And then you lose things like players wanting to celebrate because – if it's remotely tight that they might have been offside, they're just like, I don't know. We just got to wait a minute and a half to see if this counts. And that, to me, is a real problem. Like, come on. We want this game to be exciting. I'm okay with mistakes. But Zinedine Zidane, who headbutted Mar Marco Matarazzi in the 2006 World Cup final, if he had gotten away with that, it would have been a real problem. I mean, me personally, even though I'm a huge France fan, this is the, my favorite player of all time. I wanted them to win that World Cup so badly. When he got red carded, deep inside, I was like, look, it's a good thing he got red carded and then he didn't stay on the field. They win the World Cup. And then and then it's just this huge asterisk next to, you know, next to their their World Cup victory. Justice needs to be done when it's so, so obviously maybe not gonna happen. We we need to make sure that clear, clear incidents are taken care of. Right off the ball incidents. I mean, I remember Kaká getting red carded in the 2006 World Cup when one of the Ivorian, one of the Ivory Coast players ran right, literally just ran straight into him and started holding his face. And the, no, none of the officials saw it, but they just looked and saw a guy holding his face on the ground and another guy standing there. And so they just were like, "Well, he must have." They didn't see the incident. They just gave a red card to Kaká, and. That was one of those instances where, like, okay, you see one replay of this and you know you got it one wrong. One replay. Similar to, uh, I believe, the 2002 World Cup when uh, 
one of the Turkish players kicked the ball at Rivaldo, who was wasting time. It hit him in the thigh, and he went down holding his face, and the Turkish player got a red card. And it was like, again, all you needed was one look, and you would have had it. Obviously, the hand of God. You know, these are the types of instances that we don't want to bitch and complain about and argue with each other about anymore. Yes, they may be iconic moments in the game, but iconic moments will always happen. They don't have to come from horrific, horrific mistakes from the referees. That's the last thing we want. We don't want these people and this system to completely destroy what it feels like to watch the game. Because when you watch two or three decisions in a game that feel wrong and they change the game, it just takes all the fun out of it. At least for me. How does it feel for you? Anyway, <laughs> look, this is going to keep happening. We all know this. Um, I would say more people try to become referees. And I know it sucks to be a referee. A lot of people don't like it. But encourage kids to get involved in it. Encourage more people. If, if they've got some time and they love football and they understand the game, get your badges and do it. It's a good part-time job. And we need people who care about officiating games correctly to do this. And if you are really good referee out there and you're someone who is in you know, refereeing at the professional level but not at the highest level and you're good, I wish you the best of luck to get up to that level because we need better people. Mike Dean was a failure this week. Just ask Jan Bednarak. Yeah, I didn't even talk about that this whole episode. Well, thanks for stopping by. On to more positive things next time. This is Campfire Football.